Welcome back, everybody. Take a break with Stephen. Stephen Shapes. Good to see you, my friend. How's it going today? Wonderful. Again, again, right. we we kind of matched with the gray colored shirts. I we're not doing it on purpose. What's you on have, your shirt, by the way? Uh, mine is uh, Princess or Queen Queen oh, Amidala. Queen Amidala. Queen Amidala. Yeah. Your big shot over there, Natalie Portman herself. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Very cool. All right, Alex, what do we got today? We're gonna we're gonna get right into it. Uh, some big books, some really fire books. We have to talk about Kang because I finally finished Loki. And uh, oh, that, thank God! I didn't want to spoil well, I know, it. For you. I know you're very you're a very kind gentleman. This is wild. The two of you. Same person. I mean, wow. Uh, I watch it Wednesday night. You watch it Tuesday at midnight. So you know it was it was hard it was hard to get our uh, our, our our things crossed. Um, talk a little Kang. Talk a little DMZ. Uh, I think one of the last big Vertigo books. One of the last few. Um, and then of course we were talking about our man Warlock, who has been on the uh, Adam Warlock, who's, who's been like the the will he won't they of the marvel universe since i think thanos's first appearance high priestess the council is waiting they are perturbed i've wasted our resources when they see what i have created here their wrath will dissipate it's a new type of birthing pod man that my child is the next step in our evolution. More powerful, more beautiful, more capable of destroying the guardians of the galaxy. I think I shall call him Adam. It's amazing. Every day there's new casting announcements, and I'm like, yep. what character are they playing? What yep. this, what that? Yep. And I think, you know, you're going to start to see the Hulk and it's a She-Hulk and it's like, okay, Abomination is coming back. And then right. who's coming back for Spider-Man 3 and who's coming back for this one? And, who's, yeah. you know, and, and then I'm looking at Shang-Chi, like I saw the toy lines for Shang-Chi. Yeah. Right. And there's a character called Death Dealer. Yeah. Alex, what's going on there? <laughs> and this is, I mean, this is, this is what it is. This is the spec, the spec universe. You know, so it's like boom, like forget about it. So it's a uh, game over now. Who, and by the way, you go on IMDb, it's not clear who's playing the character. They, they won't now, they won't tell them. They won't tell right. them. So it's probably part of some sort of plot twist. So it's like you have all these actors, it could be any of them. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, it, right. it, it reminds me of uh, what is it, Iron Man, was it two or three, two with uh, the Mandarin? Remember, the Mandarin. Mandarin was that was a big deal. Not really the Mandarin. So yeah, very cool. All right, what are we starting out with today, Alex? Let's go ahead and talk about Adam Warlock, the 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 darling of the MCU that everybody's hoping and praying will will show up. Uh, again, you know, it, it's amazing to me how Marvel has been able to mine the library. Like sometimes it's like, oh, this character is from 2011. Sometimes the character is from 2016. Sometimes the character is from 2000. And, it's, and then sometimes they go back into the 60s and 70s. Right. So it's very interesting the way they mine these characters. I wonder if they just have like a library, a librarian or a historian there and says, we need a character that has this power, this power, this power, this weakness or whatever. And then they like kind of say, well, these are four or five choices you have. I think they have giant spinning wheels 
right? With, with, with the poker down the middle and they have every character ever and they just spin them and wait for Delaney to go, okay, King the Conqueror. That's what we're doing next. So you think it's Vanna White, Pat Sajak hundred percent. Yeah, it, it is Wheel of Fortune style, giant wheel. Yeah. Could be, listen, your, your, guess is, your guess is as good as any. Right. So, so Adam Warlock is from 1967. Alex, why, why the the speculation now? Why the run up on the prices now? Why the speculation now? Well, I mean, when you think of Adam Warlock in just the Marvel comic books, he has been part of the cosmic scene since uh, since the 60s. I mean, this is a Stanley Jack Kirby character. Um, This is a character that has, you know, when you talk about Infinity Gauntlet Thanos stuff, uh, in the in the regular Marvel comics, Adam Warlock's there. He's been around forever. I mean, like the, the Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, Infinity Crusade, uh, Infinity Watch, like th- that whole series. Adam Warlock was a prominent character, and we haven't seen him in the MCU. And I think a lot of people, you know, you have Gamora, you have Drax the Destroyer, you have Thanos, you have almost everybody uh, that his you know his, his supporting cast is in the MCU, and and. And why not Adam Warlock? I mean, he could fit into that cosmic stuff. And I definitely think you're going to see a lot more cosmic Marvel stuff. I mean, that's that's the way to go. You can open up in the when you once you once you go to space. I mean, there's 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 so much you can do. Right. Uh, and and also, you know, Adam Warlock in the comic books, he had the Soul Stone on his head, like he was the keeper of the Soul Stone. So to not have him in these movies, I you know, it's completely understandable. It's a whole new character, but I mean, you got eventually he's got to come into this fold. Right, right. Okay, so so you've got October of 1967, Fantastic Four number 67. Yeah. Uh, again, it's a very, very old book. You're not going to pull out a lot of nine eights or whatever. Yeah. So there's 12 blue label and zero gold label nine eights. There's 37 blue label and one gold label nine six. There's 85 blue label and three gold label nine four. Uh, that book is about 1600 to $1,800 in nine two. Wow. So nine two is kind of affordable-ish. Uh, that's the origin and first appearance of him, mm-hmm. uh, Warlock, in a cameo. Uh, then his first full appearance, which is double the price, right. is not until uh, two, almost two years later, uh, 1969, June of 69, Thor number 165. Uh, there are five blue label and zero gold label 98s. There's 14 blue label and one gold label 96. There's 51 blue label and three gold label nine four. And that's about a $3,500 book in 9.2. There's also a watcher appearance, Stanley story, Jack Kirby cover and art, uh, classic Kirby Thor cover. I wonder if those, that art even exists today. I think that art is exist somewhere. No, not by the way. Imagine what the price, imagine what the price of that kind of art would go, right? The Jack Kirby. I mean, a lot of that stuff just got tossed. It's amazing, right? Absolutely stunning, stunning that they did that. Okay, then uh, the first appearance of him as Adam Warlock uh, and the first appearance of the Soul Gem, which you referred to, Mm -hmm. uh, is Marvel premiere number one, 1972, uh, April of 72. So that's another few years later. Uh, This book is also kind of expensive. It's almost the same price as FF number 67. Uh, There are 10 blue label and zero gold label nine eights. There's 69 blue label and three gold label nine sixes. So it's starting to creep up a little bit. Yeah. And then 150 blue label and nine gold label 9.4s. That's about a $1,300 book in 9.2. It's a Gil Kane cover, Roy Thomas story. Uh, so, you know, again, this is uh, first appearance of Adam Warlock 
in costume full appearance. So then we get to his first solo series, which is only four months later, Warlock number one. Uh, it's uh, August of 1972, uh, Origin of Warlock. Letter, uh, they have uh, Richard Peavy, by the way, uh, huh. worked on this book. Roy Thomas Story, Gil Kane cover. And that this book is crazy expensive, Alex. Nine blue label, zero gold label, nine eights. 38 blue label, one gold label, nine six. 68 blue label, three gold label, 9.4s. A 9.8 recently has sold between 9,000 and 9,500, which is the current asking price. That's and it's about $3,500 in 9.2. So it's around the same price as his first appearance in Thor 165. Yeah, this book is funny. Because, like you said, Richard P uh, Peeney and, and uh, Demetrius, they actually had letters in the book. They sent they sent fan letters to Marvel. And these are printed in the back of the book who would later become pros. And I think it's like, Fantastic Four number 10 or 11. There's some early uh, J.R.R. Martin. Um, he has a fan letter in the back and it's signed J.R.R. Martin. So it's like he his fan letters in this Fantastic Four book. It's a really funny like you got sometimes sometimes the old books like even in the old Wizards, the fan arts, you always look at the names because you, you never know who's going to pop up. It's funny. Funny. Uh, OK, then you have Warlock Special Edition, which came out uh, four months later. Warlock Special Edition number one, December of 1982. 24 blue label and four gold label nine eights. There's actually one nine nine. That's only about a 300 to $325 book. Not very expensive. Wraparound cover, Jim, Jim Starlin cover. So you start to get into the Jim Starlin yep. era with, you know, Thanos and all this really other stuff. Really off, yeah. Yep. And then the next book to take a look at is Warlock and the Infinity Watch, number one. Uh, that's from February of 1992, 10 years later. There are 207 blue label, 20 gold label 9.8s, and then there's two blue label 9.9s. Uh, that, that book sells between $175 and $225. Wow. Uh, Jim Starlin's story, Angel Medina and Terry Austin cover and art. Uh, then the next book, which came out uh, a little bit later, Warlock Volume 2, number one, which is really just reprint Strange Tales, yeah. 178 to Big 180. That's about a $200 book in 9.8. There's seven blue label, two gold label 9.8s. Uh, Warlock Chronicles, number one, uh, <laughs> in July of 93, 38 blue label and 15 gold label 9.8s. Uh, it's about a $30 book in 9.6. It's hard to find. This is a typical 90s yes, variant special exactly. cover. Oh, Alex, man. you know, you you remember seeing these books. Yeah, they, uh, and they blind you. It, embossed prism foil it wasn't enough to be embossed <laughs> it wasn't enough to be prism it wasn't enough to be foil it I had, had to, to have them all three yeah yeah uh tom rainey cover and art uh with a jim starlin story so uh and then the last couple of books uh warlock number one from november of 1988 three blue label nine eights zero gold label nine eights that's about a 10 to 12 dollar raw book these are they, hard to well, find. These very this, hard to find. These late when you talk about late nineties Marvel, this is bankruptcy territory. And when they were in bankruptcy, they're not overprinting books. These these books are tough to find. I think I think that raw price when you get these are books that you would get buy a bunch of raw ones and hopefully you get a nine eight because they you are not going to find these books extremely tough Look, to find. Alex, we were talking about this offline. There's been yeah. a feeding frenzy at the Comic Con shows yeah. because. You, not every, you know, if you're a dealer and you've had these books sitting in a, in a back issue bin, you, you're not, you're not sitting there having gone through them all mm -mm. knowing, knowing that these books are sitting there, right? You can't possibly go through all these monster boxes of, uh, of books. Uh, then the last book is 
from 2004, yeah. uh, Warlock number one, November of 2004, nine, blue label, nine eights, one gold label, nine eight, five to $10 raw, Greg Pack story, Charlie Adler art, J.H. Williams cover. Yeah, these um, and, and another thing, this is a fun book because this is pretty much Greg Pack's first big Marvel oh. book. This is his this is his break into the industry book. So, you know, Mr. And, Mr. World War Hulk. That's it. Charlie Adler, J.H. Williams the third. I mean, you can't get any more powerhouse in the industry. That's true. It's probably books. very early Charlie Adler work, also. It, that's pre-walking dead, right? Yep, yep, yep. If not, like maybe the first handful of issues. And then J.H. Williams the third, who is, I mean, talk about original art selling powerhouse this guy's books just selling his art alone uh this is a big book this is a bigger book than i think most people realize right right okay uh what do we got next alex little uh little old uh vertigo book called dmz right and this is going on the air again uh another another show that's uh, picked it up yeah another another show on tv uh these books have tripled in value since the announcement Uh, so that's why it's just you got to pay attention to the stuff. Yep. Uh, so uh, the first book came out in 2006, and then there was a convention version in 2006 later. Um, talk a little bit about Matthew Roth and Z, and what is DMZ about? So DMZ is about a, 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 a demilitarized zone. That's what DMZ stands for. And the DMZ in this book is Manhattan. And the reason is, is because there is a, a second civil war between the United States government and the, the, the free states. Um, and, you know, in the book, Manhattan is a DMZ because it was a stalemate between the two sides. So there is no government technically in Manhattan. And it's a story about uh, Matthew Ross, who is a reporter who goes to Manhattan to kind of just like take the stories of who and what are there. And it's funny because if you look at like the numbers in DMZ, it goes from like, uh, Manhattan's population to like 1.2 to 3 million people to 400,000 people. And that's a big drop off of, of, a, of a place that has like no government backing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this book was, it literally took the plate, why the last man and the DMZ started and everybody just kind of went from one to the other and kept going. This was a big book at the time. I remember these books. Yes. These books were printed in pretty decent quantities. Yes. So, DMZ number one, uh, January of 2006, 80 blue label 9.8s, nine gold label 9.8s. Uh, before the announcement, they were $120.98. Now they're $375.98. And I've even seen 9.6s selling for a couple hundred bucks too. Uh, you can't get them. There was a convention edition released in September of 2006. There's only one blue label 9.8. There's zero gold label 9.8s. And that's about an $80 raw book. So these books are very, very hard to find. They're flying. Hot, right hot, hot. Hot. And Brian Wood is, uh, you know, very accomplished uh, in his own right. I think he's yes. got a few different. He's got a few different shows on, right? right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's one with the boat. I think they're they're doing. There's there's a there's a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. All right, Alex. Alex's pick of the week. What do we got? So we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about McDonald's because I just love Again? all their stupid stuff. I, I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. I really can't. I see you um, posting on Facebook all this happiness stuff. <laughs> well, I just got, this is nothing new with my pick of the week, but I just got some Asterix McDonald's boxes, which are I saw that. never, they were never, the U.S. doesn't know who Asterix is. So they these were European McDonald's boxes that I got oh, from here. Okay, so, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you're not going to find those. Um, but, you know, doing research on boxes and toys and everything, it's just funny how, what hits what doesn't hit and what you can sell and what you 
doesn't matter. And I think one of the things with like McDonald's toys and a friend who sells like used books told me this, it's all about the sets. It's not the single books. So like, for example, if you have Harry Potter books and you're selling them at, you know, on eBay, yeah, one of, you know, someone might want one of the Harry Potter books, but if you have the whole set of hardcovers, that's going to go for way more than what each individual book is going to go for. And, and it rings true for Happy Meal toys. I mean, that's that stuff is like a dollar 50 cents per toy. But if you have a full set of that run of toys, they can you can fetch some good money. Uh, you know, for example, I think the, the most current one is Luca, um, the Pixar movie, which is an amazing movie. By the way, I really enjoyed that movie. It's a fantastic movie. And I and they did a really good job with that. Not I, I did. By the way, I have to tell you something. It was, I'm going to interrupt you for one minute. By all means. Because you brought up. It was one of those things where I didn't have anything to watch that night. Right. I was like, all right, I'll watch Luca. Yeah. And it was terrific. It sucked Phenomenal. me right in. Phenomenal movie. Very quick. Yeah, they did a good job. Very, very, very great yeah. movie. But like the the set of those toys is only like eight, nine toys. They go for 80 bucks. Wow. You know, and the, you go to McDonald's, you can get them for five bucks. But that's the thing. If you're a kid and you, you want the whole set, if you're an adult and you're trying to relive your childhood, you want the whole set. Um, one of the, one of the big ones is like the old fraggle fraggle rock toys. Um, I they didn't make a show. lot of merch. I mean, come on, can't get any better that show. <laughs> McDonald's had fraggles in cars and that was it. It was like little race cars alone. They're like a couple bucks. You get a whole set. You're looking at a hundred dollars for the whole set because no one has to hunt down each individual one. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. And I think you'll see a lot of that when, when, when you're selling, when you go to shows, you'll see, you know, You'll see, uh, you know, not DMZ, but you'll see sets of stuff in dollar bins, you know, here and there, here and there. And then you see a whole set of like, let's say the 80s DC Blue Beetle, the whole set you're going to get for 100 bucks. Each individual book, you're probably going to get 50 cents to a dollar. Sets are the way to go and on stuff that's like a collectible thing, I think. You get more money. Uh, for it. Yeah. All right. What are we closing out with today, Alex? Uh, he, him at the end of the universe, he, he who remains, uh, Ramatut, uh, King the Conqueror. Our so favorite. It was, it was killing me not to talk to you about it. I know, I know. It was I killing know. I was dying. I was dying inside. I, mean, I inside, didn't expect it. I mean, it was out of left field for me and I had to do a double take because they kept saying it. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then you see the guy and you're like, wait, isn't that the guy? That's a guy from, from, uh, Lovecraft country. Isn't he supposed to be King and, and Ant-Man? Like they, they announced that. That's the movie's not coming out for another two, three years. Yeah. And here we are. This was great. So first appearance of uh, Kang the Conqueror, 1964. Talk a little bit about who Kang the Conqueror is and is what we saw in Loki consistent with the character from the book? Did they modify it at all? What, what are there changes there? And what, what do we expect from Kang? And this character is going to be like the new Thanos, right? I, I think so. I think he's going to be the new, the new bad for, 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 a long time coming um but yeah i mean is he the same as the one in the comic books we don't know i mean the the beautiful thing about king the conqueror and the comics is there's so many different king the conquerors because he's a time traveler and and you do you do one thing in this timeline and it veers off and he's there's a different king i mean what what the character said at in, in the show is he was the last one if you kill me more are going to come because I've fixed everything. Um, that's true in the comics. There's there's Iron Lad, who is a younger version of King the Conqueror, who is a young Avenger. There is um, the, the Silver Centurion, who's a King the Conqueror. Rama Tut, who's a, is a King the Conqueror. I mean, these are all spinoffs of the same person because they're from different 
universes, different timelines. Um, the best part I think from that I think is Ramatut, who was the original Kang before he became King, is Nathaniel Richards, who is a descendant of Mr. Fantastic. You know, this is this is this could be the way they bring in Fantastic Four. You know, I mean, King the Conqueror is a descendant of Reed Richards, it's Nathaniel right. Richards. That's it. So well, this book, this book is going to, you know, you've got, not this book has got years, years of price. We have uh, three increase. years before Ant-Man. Right. So. Right. <laughs> so, so Avengers number eight, September of 64. Uh, again, you're not going to have a lot of high grades Four blue label, uh, zero gold label, 9.8s. Uh, there are 14 blue label, zero 9.6s on the gold, 26 blue label and one gold label, nine, four, 37 and zero on 9.2, 70 and four on 9.0. Wow. 9.4s are around 10,000. 9.2s are around 8,500. 9.0s are around five grand. To get to under a thousand bucks, you need a four or five, hard to find clean copies in wow. four or five. I find that from, from my eyes, my eye aesthetic, 7.0 yeah. is sure. really the last yeah, totally. grade that you can get clean without all the spine ticks. Yep. You can find seven O's without spine ticks, yep. like a whole plethora of them. Um, four or five is definitely a little bit lower, but I would shoot for a seven O if you can find one and afford it. Yep. First appearance, Kang the Conqueror, Stan Lee story again, and what a surprise, Jack Kirby artwork. <laughs> um, then the next appearance, uh, Avengers number 11, December of 64, three blue label nine eights, zero gold label nine eights, 26 blue label and two Gold label nine sixes, 44 blue label, two gold label 9.4s, 49 blue label, two gold label 9.2s, and 65 blue label and three gold 9.0s. That book is about $1,200 in 8.0. You can't even find it in any other condition. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also got an early Spider Man appearance, Kang appearance, and pinup. Stanley Story, again, a Jack Kirby cover. Then Avengers. Number 129, November of 74, 10 years later. These are, we're going to go through some of the big Kang appearances in yeah, Marvel. These are now. big ones. Yeah. 23 blue label 98s, zero gold label 98s, 34 blue label and zero gold label 9.6s, 18 blue label and two gold label 9.4s, 21 blue label and zero gold label 9.2s. Uh, that book is about 650 bucks in 98. Going up, up, up. That book yeah, is like really increasing. Yeah. It's about 150 bucks in nine four. And here's where you come in. <laughs> Kang appearance. Rama Tut cameo on last page. It. Continues in giant size Avengers number two. Sting, Steve Englehart story. Sal Buscemi, Joe Staten art. Ron Wilson and Al Milgram cover. So again, that's where you start to see Rama Tut. Yep. Then the other big covers, Alex. Avengers 267. Oh, these are great. Uh, May, May of 86. I'm looking at all the big Kang covers. Yeah. 26 blue label 98s, one gold label 98. That's a, that book is now 85 to $100 raw. It's probably the nicest of the Kang covers. Uh, John Buscema cover with Tom Palmer inks. Uh, then you have Avengers 269, uh, a couple months later, July of 86, 21 blue label, zero gold label 9.8s. That book is about $200 in 9.8. Uh, again, it's a John Buscema cover, also a pretty awesome cover. And then the last book that I want to talk about today, Avengers Forever, number one, December Fantastic. of 98, 10 blue label 9.8s to gold label 9.8s. That's about a $700 book, 
$200 raw. Crazy. Kurt Busiek story, Carlos Pacheco artwork with a George Perez cover. It's an unbelievable cover. Yes. And that seems to be a book from the modern era that everyone seems to be sort of latching on to. Dollar books 10 years ago. 100%. It's funny, if you go 100%. to Comic-Cons now, you'll be able to find some of these books in the cheapo boxes, Alex, because not everybody... Avengers Forever was a go-to complete set run that dealers would sell all the time. Easy set, easy 20 bucks, easy, easy 15 bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. All right, that does it for another show. If you have any questions, comments, please leave them in the, in the comment section. And we thank you for joining us once again. Alex, the thank you. We'll see everybody uh, next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Thanks, guys. Thank you.